What's up? This is the JJN Show with Josh, with Jacob, with Nick. What's up, everyone? We're back. Bud Light Seltzer is on the menu tonight. Josh, what are you drinking? Elijah Craig is the whiskey of choice tonight. Yeah, you probably need to specify that it's whiskey because I don't know what that means. All right, everyone. You're probably noticing right off the bat that our intro is not as good tonight. Unfortunately, Nick isn't here. It's, it's going to be a the JJ show tonight. It's the it's the JJ show tonight, which means it's going to be heavily focused on business topics, more than likely. At least that's the stuff that I brought to talk about. And so, and it's a 21 plus show apparently too. So. Yeah. Because I'm drinking one Bud Light seltzer that's grapefruit flavored, and Josh has a little bit of whiskey. We're balling out tonight, everyone, so I hope you enjoy the episode. Songs of the week. We should have asked Nick for his song of the week. I don't know why we didn't. Nope, we can't include Nick for anything. He is not <laughs> okay. included at all on this episode, unfortunately. Go ahead. What's your song of the week? My song of the week is Chanel by Frank Ocean. I, like forgot about the song and it came up on one of my spotify playlists and i was like oh no no i heard it on a either a movie trailer or a tv show or something and i was like oh yeah that's a good song and i listened to it and just i don't know it's good (laughs) is that the song that is that the song that talks about a potato going around the room no that's uh that's uh what is that one called um chanel is like you'd probably recognize it i don't i don't know i mean probably i i just can think of i only can think of the potato one but my song is eyes closed by florida georgia line their new album wasn't amazing but that song is really really good thinking about you is the frank ocean song you're talking about yeah that's the one i'm thinking about we can make that the honorable mention for this week and add a third song. How about that? Okay. So, unfortunately, people are still slacking on the email questions on Inst- and Instagram DMs, so we do not have any. But you should go follow us on Instagram. And while you're there, the JJN Show, make sure to send us some questions. It fuels the conversations, and we appreciate the feedback, as always. So... We, we have listeners, so I know I know people are listening right now. And so, yeah, you. I'm talking to you. Go give us some questions. And also make sure to check out our Spotify playlist. That's where you can keep up with all the songs we recommend every week. It's a great spot. Like I said, email us questions, jjnshowpod at gmail.com. And, hey, go and write us a review. It really helps us out, and it gets us... It gets more Gubinskis to come listen. So, beyond that, lastly, share with friends and family. Josh, you want to plug our last interview segment? Last interview segment was with Jordan Lynn, who was somebody that I was uh, connected with through Mark Newman Scott just over email. And that was the very first time I had ever talked to him. He's the, uh, I don't remember his exact title off the top of my head, but director of like multimedia video production social media that sort of stuff for the saint paul saints so it was a it was an interesting conversation i highly recommend anyone everyone listen to it especially 
if you are finishing up school here pretty soon and looking at you know a full-time career of some sort coming out of college he talks a, we talk a lot about that transition and what he went through um, getting into the position with the St. Paul Saints right out of school like he did so go check it out yeah I like that one it was interesting to me too especially because I was expecting like a video like kind of like what you do you know strictly video but it sounded like he was more way more also involved in the marketing realm of things too and so I, I appreciated that so we aren't we don't have any email questions we're gonna go to something I learned and Josh, I'll let you kick this off. You can tell you can tell everyone who's listening something that you've learned in the past couple of weeks here that will blow their minds. Oh shoot, let me check if I wrote anything down. I don't think you I did. I can go first down. too. Jacob, you you go first. So I've learned that heart rate training is <laughs> terribly hard. I think you said that very, last very time. Very humbling. Did I actually? I think <laughs> oh, man, so. I'm saying it. That's that really shows how much I hate it. I don't. Well, I don't. No, I think I talked about the 80-20 rule last time. Okay, that could be. But now, now I don't want to. Now I don't want to talk about it in case I did. But I, I was just running on the treadmill today, and I no, I think you might be right because you asked if I had had to walk yet, and I had to walk today while I was on the treadmill because of because I couldn't keep my heart rate down, and I guess spinning off of that, something else I learned is that what you eat the day before, how you recover the day before, you know, things like the whoop band will give me metrics on and whatnot. It really does affect your, your heart rate and your training. If you don't, you might not realize it, but I, I did a mile of like faster work yesterday. So I got to go up to like 165 plus heart rate. And that combined with, I went out to eat I had a margarita last night. I think I got a little less sleep. And I didn't feel terrible, but my heart rate was just not good today compared to other runs that I've done the same way. So it is kind of interesting how that's been affecting, how that will affect like your heart rate and stuff without you even realizing it. I actually just noticed that yesterday, was it, or earlier in the week? I don't remember, but um, for the John Joseph's workout, the cardio part of it is very heart rate focused. And for the second week, it was switching between... It's like five minutes in zone one, one minute in zone two, back and forth, back and forth kind of a thing. And zone one for me was, I think it's like 100 to 120. And then zone two is like 120 to 150. And so I noticed that maybe it was also because it was like a cycle between the two zones. But after that first cycle, my zone one, like in order to keep it in zone one, I was doing this on the stationary bike. I was having to go like so slow, so slow in order to keep my, and then picking it back up, getting my heart rate up again. I had to be careful because like if I went too hard, it would just shoot way above zone two. So yeah, I, I can kind of understand the, the struggles. Well, are you, are your zones coming from John Joseph or are they coming from your watch? Uh, like, I just looked up a chart online, but my watch just, it does tell me like one, two, three, resting one, two, three, four or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, zone one, chart. zone one is, 
yeah, zone one is very hard to stay in for me, especially. I think for my zone one is sub 128. So zone, I was more in zone two, which is like sub 142 or something like that. But yeah, I, I struggle a lot. And I don't know what made me think about this, but that reminds me of like when you get into those lower zones, that's where people will be like, you can actually burn more fat. You know, if you if you if you're running super, super slow and walking, you're actually going to burn more fat than you are if you're sprinting and doing workouts like that in which you'll use more of a carb source. And I don't this is kind of random now, but. I, I read like a I read something that disproved that in one of my NASA books that talked about how hmm. people kind of it's a marketing thing, and essentially, I don't remember the percentage at the top of my head, but in those lower zones, you do burn more fat than you would carbs. Your body is utilizing more fat than carbs when like you walk versus uh, like sprint. Hmm. But when you do sprint workouts, you burn more calories. And so you actually end up burning more fat than you would in those walking zones. Okay. So that's been a marketing tool. You follow what I'm saying? So it's been yeah, a marketing so like tool to be like, no, you thing. can walk. Yeah, you can walk and burn more fat than you would when you're running. Because when you're running, you're predominantly burning carbs, which, you know, okay. You're also like, there's other, there's way more that goes into it. But like, you're actually burning more fat still in that than you are. But I just remember watching a video about Jay Cutler and his like workout routines and his diet and stuff. <laughs> and he talked about how in the mornings he does cardio for 30 minutes or an hour or something. It's probably not an hour. It's probably 30 minutes or something. He gets up in the morning, does 30 minutes of cardio. And his cardio is he walks around the block drinking a protein shake <laughs> because he can't, <laughs> he can't run because he'll burn, burn away muscle and, you know, sort of thing because he's yeah. this huge well, guy. Yeah, well, there's more that goes into it, though, because then you get into the argument of, like, bodybuilders and things like that. Yeah, they'll, they'll walk because, yes, you do burn more fat in that sense. Depends, so it depends on what you're trying to do. I'm talking about more from, like, a weight loss, I guess, yeah, perspective yeah, in general yeah. and just, like, how marketing can, can kind of skew that. But, yeah, one of the fitness dudes I follow, when he's in bulking seasons, all he does is walk more. Just walk, 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 walk. Sure. Because you're you're not putting strain on your body that's destroying the muscle and making you utilize protein and muscle wear and tear from your, your glycogen. And sure. Yada, yada. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, th I thought of the thing that I learned. So I started reading the book, Never Split the Difference, Negotiating as If Your Life Depended on It by Chris Voss. I believe that's who the author is. And the one of the tips that he... I, I'm only like 20 pages in or something, but one of the tips he talked about was something that can help with negotiations is to make yourself known like as a person because, and he used more of an intimidation scenario. So maybe it's only for that. I need to read further, but essentially the reasoning behind it was people are less likely to try to, I guess, screw you over if they know who you are if that kind of makes sense. So the example he gave was like, if you are, uh, he said he like was sitting in a bar and there was an open seat and he was going to sit down on it. And the guy was like sitting there next to it. And he was like, don't no, don't think about sitting there or I'm going to mess you up or something like that. And he said, the first thing he did was introduce himself and just say, Hey, what's up? You know, my name's Chris. And then that put this barrier up 
and that's like a negotiation per se where he put this barrier up then and it makes it harder for somebody to you know act on you in a way if they know if they're closer to you if that makes sense so that's an interesting thing that i learned this book seems like it's going to be very very interesting so i'm excited I, my manager actually recommended that book to me yeah i have not read it yet so you should pass it along when you're done I finished your the money book, the psychology of money. Is that what it's called? I think so. Yeah. How, wow. I was just going to go on about how much I liked that book. <laughs> I can't even remember the title, but it was really, really good. <clears throat> it was, I, I, I lent it to one of my friends uh, and he's reading it now, but it was much more, I went into it with the mindset. This is going to teach me about like IRAs, 401ks, things like that. But it was, oh, not sure. at all. which I mean, kind of makes sense. Cause it's called the psychology of money, but it was more so about just like money tips, tricks, strategies, being smart with it, being smart with the stock market, things like that. And it was really, really interesting. Hmm. Shall we move on to random thoughts where I believe the bulk of this conversation will go? Sure. Do you have any that you that you wanted to specifically bring up or anything? What? what? Hello? 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 Uh, okay. Random thoughts and questions. Uh, well, the only thing I was going to bring up was that I bought the Coros Apex watch, and I'm super excited to use it. I don't have a lot. I don't have a lot to say about it yet because I'll revisit this when I start running again, but. I like it a lot so far and I'm just kind of playing with using it for, you know, home workouts and the little things that I am been doing with John Joseph's training. Um, I've recorded a couple of walks with the dogs and with Megan just to play with the navigation, but it something to think about as I talk about the Coros Apex is that I'm upgrading from the Garmin Forerunner 25, which is like I think the lowest end of like GPS watches that you can get from Garmin. And yeah, so you get 35. No, the, I got the, I had the 25. What did I say? Did I say 45? No, I thought you said 45. No, I had the 25. And so it's, I mean, it, it's essentially like going from a normal watch to like an Apple watch. So I have, there's so many things that you can, I can do with this thing. And just like having a screen that has color and all these different <laughs> menu systems that I can look into. And, and I love how much like, like, uh, the watch faces that I can change between are super cool. And I can, all the different workouts that I can do, like, I, I'm definitely not going to use all of them. Sure. But it's like running is one trail run. They have a separate one for trail running. They have one for just hiking, which is super cool because I do that a lot. They have one for normal biking. They have one for a stationary bike, which doesn't do much because it. Like, I think you said your Garmin is like this, but I don't have like a speed sensor attached to my stationary bike, so all it does is track my heart rate. There's a strength one, and then there's like a gym cardio one, which I'm assuming is for some sort of yoga or that sort of stuff. Then there's just GPS cardio, which I don't even know what that is. <laughs> But then there's one for skiing, which is super cool because we just went skiing a couple weeks ago. I didn't have this at the time. There's a cross-country skiing one. There's just like a normal training one, which you can I can upload my own training plans to and then select them and go off those. I can look at my training plans. There's like a trainer that I haven't 
even touched yet, but I can set up like a virtual trainer on the watch. Then there's like treadmill running, track running, mountain climbing, swimming in the pool, swimming in a lake in open water, a triathlon one, snowboarding, ski touring. I don't even know what that is. Multi-sport. I don't know what the difference between triathlon and multi-sport is. This rowing. So I'm going to be going to the boundary waters this summer and I can what? track my canoeing. Yeah. When? What do you mean when? Uh, I'm going in June, I think. Dang, that'd be fun. So I can track my rowing. And then there's an indoor rower one. There's like flat water. It's a little guy paddleboarding, so I could track paddleboarding. There's so many crazy things about it. And then, yeah, I, I mean, there's like obviously heart rate, which is really cool. And I know that wrist-based heart, wrist heart rate isn't the greatest. So when I get more into heart rate training, I'm going to buy a, you know, an actual like chest strap heart rate monitor to track it better. Um, there's an it's altitude, which is really cool. Altitude is fun. Um, HPA, I don't remember what HPA is, but it tracks that, whatever that is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can't remember what that is. Temperature, it tracks the temperature. I don't, there's so many things. It tells me the sunset and the sunrise. You know, I can set, I can set, uh, uh, alarms and yada, yada. And the app, I don't know if I just never got into using the Garmin app very heavily because, I didn't track stuff very much, but I am loving the Koros app, like how it looks. Really? It's, yeah. It's, I don't know. It's just like, it's so easy. I felt like the Garmin app, I mean, I'm, I'm sure the Garmin app is pretty much the same, but the Koros app is just like, you open it and on the front page is just all of your stats from the day. So the front page is telling me how many calories I burned, which I don't really care about. And then it's told me like my active energy so I can see where I spent most energy it tells me how much time I spent exercising, how many steps I took, my heart rate throughout the day. It tracks my sleep, which is kind of cool. Um, training load. It tells me if it's if I'm under training or over training based on like the, you know, statistics that I enter into it about what I'm going for and what my training level is and yada yada. Obviously, it tells me my my workouts, and then it, once I start running, it'll tell me at, like what my fitness level is, which. I don't know how accurate that'll be, but the, the the thing that I really like about it is the it's so easy for me to look at past workouts. And I didn't feel like that was the case with Garmin. I felt like I was always having to go to the calendar and like click on to, and it just wasn't working. And the syncing, I, I talked about this previously, but the syncing between my Forerunner 25 and the Garmin app was so hit or miss. There were so many times where just like full weeks just never synced and I had to do some really? weird like updates and stuff. It's probably because it was an old watch, but yeah. um, this one, everything syncs. It's like, I'll stop a workout and then at, I'll stand up and it's like buzz, buzz, buzz. It's already uploaded to Strava in my Chorus app. Like it's instantaneous basically, which is really cool. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I'm just really liking it. So I'll revisit I'll re and customizing the like the workout data is really cool so like I can see you know heart rate I can choose what stats I want to see on what pages while I'm running or biking or whatnot so I'll revisit this when I start running and and see how much I like it then um, but 
the battery life. I mean, that's what everybody talks about with the with the Coros. That's like a huge thing, and that's why ultra runners really love the Coros. But the battery life is supposed to be unreal. And I haven't played with it a ton yet, but when I got it, I opened the box and I just put it on and it was at 50%. And I think it lasted me two weeks or so, about two weeks. And it got down to 10% and I just charged it yesterday. So two wow. weeks of wearing <laughs> it and I wear it all the time. I'm always wearing it. I don't shower with it on. You can, but I just, I just choose not to. You're going to end up wanting to do that just from a, um, I don't care actually it, it will get sweaty and start to smell bad <laughs> yeah but so you're yeah i don't know the, the battery life seems like i what is it's supposed to last up to a month on one charge if you're not using a ton of like gps and stuff which is how i am right now so i'm assuming it'll be lasting quite a while but it's supposed to be able to last up to 35 hours in gps mode so not gonna have any any problems with uh, ultras in the future, I'm sure, and super long distance stuff. And like I said, I'm going to the Boundary Waters. I'll just charge it up to 100% and be able to, it'll survive the Boundary Waters trip for sure. So that's my little blurb about the that's, Koros. It's interesting because I think part of it was definitely because you had the 45 or 20, whatever the heck you had. The 25 because a lot of things you were saying like mine does do i i kind of wish yeah. that i could be a a uh i don't know what they're called but the people that like get sent the watches from different companies and like yeah. try them out for a week and do reviews on them it'd be kind of fun to do that i feel like i would also get annoyed with that after a while because i'd want to be like well i, I want to just use one watch but it like it'll be interesting to see how you end up liking that and then comparing it with me and the garment because i i love my garmin well, and the I only from, I went from Apple to Garmin though too, which yeah. is like okay. So there's if quite you're a fitness. Yeah, well, if you're a fitness person, if you're not really into like if you're just into like the working out, you know, staying healthy kind of vibe, I'd go Apple Watch because Apple Watch is superior in every single aspect, in my opinion, besides fitness. Fitness, it is junk. Uh, yeah, I mean, the only reason. The only reason I chose the Apex is because, or not the only reason, but so this watch does pretty, I'm assuming it's about the same level as your Garmin. What do you have a 235, the Forerunner 235? Uh, 245. Nice try, man. So 245. Uh, With music. And how much was that? Like 300 bucks? Yeah, well, I think they go for three fifty. There was like some Father's Day deal; you could get them for three hundred. Okay, so this but is the exact same price. This is like three fifty as well. But um, yeah, I imagine it's pretty much the same version, just Coros version. But uh, the battery life is quite a bit superior, I believe. But the reason I chose the Apex was because if I was going to buy a Garmin, I was just going to ball out and buy the highest Forerunner, the nine forty five, which is like six hundred fifty bucks. And then I was like, why do I want to buy that? Mostly because it has the best battery life and because it has navigation maps on the watch face. So you could look at a map while you're running. And I was thinking, okay, well, the Coros Apex has the same or better battery life than the Forerunner 945. And then I was like, do I really need the maps? Like, 
am I really ever running somewhere where I need to see maps and like yeah. navigate? If I ever well, and isn't it? Don't you have to program it in, or is no, it like a live GPS? No, the nine forty-five. I believe you can just look at an actual oh, map. That's pretty sick, then. Um, which is really cool. But then I was like, I don't think I would ever actually need that unless I was running some crazy ultra. So I was like, well, that's not happening anytime in the future. The Coros <laughs> Apex is half the price, and you can program like a breadcrumb trail on the Apex, which I don't know if. You, you can do can you do that on the forerunner you probably can on your 245 you can program i don't know i think you can program routes but i don't i haven't actually looked into that and i don't know what that means okay it's probably similar like it, then it essentially yeah, is just I, like a map without any like design to it so it's just like your little mm. person and then there's a line that you follow but it doesn't tell you like go left go right you just have to kind of you know follow the trail essentially so i was like if i ever want to try out some sort of mapping thing i can play with that with the with the apex but yeah it's it's uh it's pretty sweet so far <laughs> yeah you can also i'm sure you can do this with yours too you can program workouts into it and i haven't done that yet Yep, but I think that'd be kind of cool. Like just having your workout be like, okay, we have four by eight hundred or whatever. Yep. I was gonna do that with the... rest this amount, and it's exactly. gonna tell you, you know. I, I was gonna do that with the John Joseph workout. Yeah, it's kind of sad because I haven't really utilized it that much, but it's pretty cool what you can do with the watches in the sense if you're at a track and it it will tell you, like easy example if it's like at the top of every three minutes you're running at eight hundred. So and you can use your watch so that it knows when you start or you start the 800th at a I don't remember how it works exactly but that whole tracking process is pretty cool and then you'll finish the 800 and see okay now it's counting down and I have this much time until I have to start another 800 mm -hmm. I know that's pretty one of the cool things from both watches in general and the other thing Apple that watch, you can't do that yeah the other thing that I I didn't have was well anything besides runner the forerunner 25 was only running so that's the only thing I could track but having the ability to like have a rest time. So like I'll be doing like a strength workout and say, I got to do like 12 pushups. I do 12 pushups and then I can just hit this button and then it'll rest. It'll do like a switch. It's like, okay, now it's tracking my rest time. And now I can see that I've rested for a minute, click, start the next set. I think that's super cool. And then obviously that translates to like everything, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. I haven't gotten into because there's also like the weightlifting aspect too, like you mentioned with yours. I haven't gotten into that a lot for me. Whenever I do weights, I just do it as a cardio workout. Yeah. So we'll we'll get back to it. the other cool thing that turned me off at first from buying the watch, but I started to think it was kind of cool. Was it only has two buttons, and so the one button is the navigating button through all the menu systems and stuff and you can push it down or you can scroll it it's like a twisty button and then the yeah, other button is just for like it's just for like uh the backlight and then to go back so it's kind of cool and it's not a touch screen but i specifically didn't want a touch screen i don't know i yeah I, nope, I don't like the idea I think that's of a fitness thing. <laughs> that's why, it just is like, if you're sweaty like... and stuff, you're not going to be able to, I don't know, it's going to get all salty and you're touching it. I don't know. I, I was thinking about getting the Apex Pro, but it's a touch screen. And I was like, I don't really need all the stuff that it does. And I don't like the idea of having a touch screen for 
a fitness watch. So. Yeah, I think that's another thing too. Because when I was making the switch, one of the things I was thinking about was, "Wow, this doesn't even have a touch screen. Like that's kind of lame." But then I got it and started using it. And I was like, you know, I'm pretty happy this doesn't have a touch screen now. Yeah. But different. Everyone's different, right? So. All right, Josh. Let's talk business. How's Josh or Michael Films going? Good. I just did a shoot uh, yesterday, I think, actually. So that was pretty cool. It's just a marketing video, and I'm in the talks with uh, signing a contract for booking a 2022 wedding video, which is really cool. Um, I've got all of the stuff that I'm going to sell or give away or donate from Joshua Michael Films gear. Like I've got a big desk, file cabinet, wait, wait, wait. bunch of junk. What that kind I'm of around. gear are we talking here? I'll, be, be I don't, I'll let you guys know and see um, if you're interested in anything. But there's like a monitor. There's a monitor arm mount that mounts to your desk and then just has like a floating monitor, which is kind of cool, but doesn't work for the monitor that I want. So that I use, I mean. So, yeah, there's just stuff to clean up the office. And once I get rid of all that junk, I'd like to paint the office a new color, possibly rip out the carpeting and put wood floor in like we did to our bedroom. But... Yeah, Joshua Mike Films is going well. Nice. So, one of the things I wanted to talk about, I sent you this yesterday. We'll start here. I was listening to a podcast, and let me read it off. <clears throat> it was about winning, and I I specifically thought about this in the in the business aspect. And so the the question is simple. It is, what does winning look like to you? And I want to know, the external, we'll start there, because that's the easy answer, but I also want to know the internal. So, like, what what does it look like, right? And you read this, obviously, but for people listening, I want to know what winning looks like, you know, kind of what the building you're in, what the house you're in, who's around you, things like that. And then I want to know what it feels like. In, on the internal level what how do you know you made it how do you know you won and i'm talking specifically to business i'm not like there's different aspects you know just in life and stuff so you can mix life in but i'd like i'm not talking about like a fitness goal right? i'm talking about like joshua michael films like specifically winning external externally and internally how does it look versus how does it feel yeah you know like i know that I am winning because at 3 p.m. in the afternoon, I am going to feel like this and it's going to look like this. Or like when I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm going to be winning because it my business looks this way and I feel this way. I guess um, I don't know about externally. Um, really? I feel like you, that's the easy one. Externally, it's like. Well, I guess I don't know. You'll have to tell me if what I describe is external or internal. But externally, okay. I feel like is something where, let's say, if I if I booked a client for like fifty thousand dollars, I wouldn't sh like that'd be incredible. But I wouldn't show it externally because maybe when I got home, I guess I'd be like, yeah, that's so cool. But like, 
I wouldn't show any clients or people that I'm working with that I was excited about booking a gig because it has to look like, oh yeah, I shoot $50,000 gigs all the time. So there's that with external winning. Um, but $50,000 gig. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Oh, that's, yeah. That'd be cool. But internally, uh, the only example I can really think of is like, the last couple of months i've been all i can think about is how excited i am for summertime because all i want to do is shoot weddings like i'm so excited to shoot more weddings because i they're so fun and i love shooting them so much and i th consider that winning internally where you're excited and you love what you're doing and you're you know you're thinking about it and you're anticipating it and you can't wait to get out there and do it yeah, I guess that's what, that's how I would describe it. Does that make sense? Do you have any questions about that? <clears throat> no, I think that makes sense. I mean, I think these questions are pretty dependent on the person. You know, it's one of those things where anyone you ask is going to have probably a different answer. And it's kind of, like I said, depends on who you are. The external thing I think you can think bigger on. Okay. I I'm thinking more like... A fifty thousand dollar client, sure, that's cool. But like, I'm talking about like, do you envision? I'm like, both winning now. Like, what does it feel like? You know, you're kind of talking about it already. But like, twenty years from now, like externally, like, you gotta have a vision for. I mean, is winning the studio you're in right now? Does that like is that winning? Is that what is that where you want to be? Is that like? you know, the equipment you're using, things like that. Is that, can you look around and say, wow, I am like living the life externally that I want to be. I'm using the equipment. I'm, I'm in the office I want to be in. I have the people around me that I want to have around me, things like that. That's what I'm talking about more. So sure. You can talk about clients. Like you want, like, you know, you kind of hit on one aspect. I'm going to have $50,000 clients. That'd be cool. But like, what else? Hmm. If that makes sense. <clears throat> externally i guess um huh, that's a good question i mean i guess like 20 years from now externally winning would be obviously upgrading all of my gear and equipment but i i don't know like for what i want to do i like i could i have plenty of equipment to be able to shoot a client for fifty thousand dollars like you know, so there's, I mean, there's plenty of stuff that I do want to upgrade to and to change and get new and better stuff for, but that's not quite what I'm focused on. There's like a few essential pieces of gear that I need to upgrade to right now. And then once I get those things, there's a couple of things that I just kind of want to get to add a little bit of spice to. But after that, there's nothing that I really need to own. I don't know to to be winning per se. I could rent stuff, so I guess that kind of counts too. But um, as far as like studio space and like office and production company and stuff, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I've I've always said that I thought it would be really cool to own some sort of like independent production company that shoots like documentaries. 
and I, I don't know, I guess weddings, it'd be extremely high-end weddings, but it'd probably be a separate thing from the wedding business. But uh, I don't think I would want like a big workforce. I don't even necessarily know if I would want employees. <laughs> if I've thought about that, and I, I don't know if that's exactly what would be right for me. I always, We've always talked about it would be cool to have like I would love to live somewhere someday where I have some sort of pole barn, like a big shed, and the main floor of the shed is my gym and like a little work <laughs> workbench area, yeah. you know? Just like a really nice gym for a couple of people, just you know, not big, just small. Um, nothing like, you know, the iron paradise that the rock has, just a few really high quality pieces of equipment. And then there'd be like a little loft, a stair set that went up to this loft. And in the loft would be my production studio. And it wouldn't really be something that I shoot in. It would be more of like editing space and my storage for all my camera stuff. And I don't know, it'd be simple. So I guess that is what I would say winning would be. Hopefully that's, that's more external, less than 20, 20 years, but that's my yeah. idea of winning. Shooting lots of weddings where I'm, my starting price is like six to $8,000, but I'm still, I don't know, having fun. Hopefully that never, you know, I don't want to work with people that aren't fun just to be paid tons of money. So yeah, documentaries about fun stuff running would be really cool yeah How about you? That, that's more what i was looking for for the, the question uh, as far as it, it's interesting because i mean everyone who listens probably picks up on this but you me and nick are very different people and so when i think about like the future of what i want oak wellness to develop into and things like that it's it's a lot different um externally i imagine essentially a wellness center and a a big team like i i imagine a a fairly large company um whether that's a hundred people someday i mean that'd be that'd be sick if i get a hundred people that believe in the same thing that i do like you know that'd be cool um but then you you look at like nick bear you know he has like a team of 15 people took him like 15 years to get there um not that i'm against that but also like the same time like 15 if i have 15 people that were helping me run this like the idea of that right now excites me so much so like externally as far as the people go i definitely want a team um i would someday like to not have to do honestly like personal trainings as much and i think it'd be more fun for me to get into the the business side of things. I think that's kind of like something that I really, really do like. I like personal training and I like fitness, but I really like business and I think I'm good at business as well. Um, and, but yeah, I imagine like a wellness center that basically you can go to and get anything you need, whether that's, you know, a CrossFit coach, if it's a run, run coach, if you want strength and conditioning things like that uh that's like you know that's like the angle so like ryan hall's company 
I don't know if it's his company, years. actually. I think he he might work for them. Run free training. Something kind of similar to that. Coaching. Yeah, not something that's like a lifetime fitness, but like, you know, I'm not thinking that big, but I'm thinking like something where, I don't know, go to Oak Wellness. They, you know, they'll find something that someone that can help you. Um, sure. Something like, something like that. As far as internally goes, part of the reason I asked you that is because I haven't really figured that out yet. And I think that that is something I need to figure out. I think it has something to do with the feeling of being comfortable being in one state in time. But I think that's also just something that I struggle with in general. So, but I think that I'm just very focused on getting the next thing done to progress me to a certain state. And I think that the getting that feeling is almost impossible though, at the same time, because I, I, if I was 40 and I got to however big of a company that I want to do, I feel like I would have different goals and then be like, I got to get to the next thing. It's the next thing. So I feel like winning internally would be like for me being able to be like, wow, I'm comfortable like just doing this like every day. And like, like you said, being happy with it and yeah, going to work and just enjoying it. And a subset of winning is probably exactly what you said about just looking forward to weddings. I, I, I would like to be able to just feel like all I have to do is something I'm happy about doing, but I feel like our human race can't do that. So the other question is what about losing? I want to know what losing looks like. You don't necessarily need to get into like a ton about this, I guess, either externally or internally. And I'm more so interested in, can is it possible to feel like you're winning or be around an external environment in which you're like yeah i'm winning without knowing what losing was like does that make sense like i feel i mean i don't know like do you need like super hardships in business to really understand what winning is going to look like do you need to like you know lose a bunch of money in your business lose a bunch of memberships lose a bunch of clients things like that to really understand winning does that make sense yeah i mean i guess in a broad sense my answer would be no only because you're framing it like do you have to lose in business in order to succeed in business or like would i have to lose in shooting videos in order to know what it's like to succeed in shooting videos and i mean it's kind of yes and kind of no, because I feel like you could have lost earlier in life somehow, you know, done something that's not business related, but lost really bad in it, like in some other type of job and just like hated it. And it's like, okay, well, I know what this feels like. And then you'd be able to appreciate the opposite of that in a different type of work environment or a different type of field that you're in where, I don't know, it. It's hard for me to say because I've had, I know what it feels to be on the bottom, the low end of my work field. And I know what it feels like to be on the high end of it. I mean, like, you know, the high end of where I'm at now, and which will only continue to get higher. But so I, I know the differences and I know the feelings that are associated with both sides of that, both externally and internally. So it's kind of hard for me to say. I don't know, maybe I guess 
I go back on it and you wouldn't fully know maybe in your specific field unless you felt the low end, but you could associate it in some way with the low end of something else, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, lo- I mean, just like winning, losing can have a lot of different interpretations too, you know? So it could be something like you're saying where I look at five years ago, I was doing this, nothing like I'm doing now. And that sucked. I hated that. I hated going to work or I hated going to work out or whatever the losing aspect is. We're talking business, but, and so I, like you're saying, I know you've had this experience where you're like, I felt like I was losing then. And so I appreciate what I'm doing now. Whereas like, what if out of college, you just started doing what you're doing now. And maybe because of that, you wouldn't have as much of a drive or the grit to keep going and things like that. Cause you, you haven't tasted what the other end can look like a little bit, you know? Yeah. I, I know what, but then that would just bring you to the losing thing. Cause you, you don't have drive and then you're like, you haven't tasted. I mean, it would just be lower it'd be a higher low or a lower high, right? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I think eventually, because if, if you didn't have a drive, eventually you would hit that bottom still. It doesn't matter if you're, I don't know, making a million dollars or not. It just wouldn't happen. Yeah, makes sense. I just thought that those questions were those questions were good. I mean, you don't do you use like vision boards? I don't use a vision board, but like, do you like do like anything like that at all? Like, just the checklist I have. Is it is more well because you have long term goals, right? Or not as much? Is it more like just yearly things? I mean, I I guess guess what I just told you was a long term goal. Interesting. That makes me think if I should like get more into goal setting and like mapping out exactly where it needs to be, where I need to go, you know? Yeah. That's, that's what I had for random, random thoughts and they were business focused. All right. Let's move on to the accountability checks then. Accountability checks with the JJN bros. Nick, uh, I'm sorry, but unfortunately, since you are absent from today's episode, <laughs> you're going to fail this week's accountability checks, regardless of if you yeah. hit them or not. So we'll, we'll see what he says when he comes back, if he did hit them or not. But sorry, Nick, you're going to have to do the, uh, the loser's challenge. Yeah, let's go. I hit one of mine. And Nick doesn't have goals for the next time, so I guess his goal will be to make sure you're available for the next recording of JJN Show. Yeah. Well, actually, I think I missed both of mine now that I'm thinking about it. Because I have ten I have like twenty something posts scheduled up, but they're more skeleton. Like they have some fill in work still that's gonna be done as I go. But it's like Oh man, this kind of sucks. Like it's one of those things where it's when I get to the week, things are probably going to move. No, you know, I'm giving myself a pass here. I'm giving myself a pass. I'm giving it a yes. Okay. All right. So what were your two then? 
Oh, get 10 social posts scheduled for Oak Wellness slash create Oak Wellness core program. Oh, well, I definitely did that. Okay. And then map out March and April fitness plan. It's still not done. Come on. What do you mean still not done? I had a very busy last two weeks. All right. And this week is an off week from weightlifting. So I started it. It'll be done for sure by the next episode, but. Well, I hit both of my goals. Look at how good I've been doing aside from the last time. Mine were to hit every one of John Joseph's workouts, and I did that. And the second one was to begin organizing my office space and setting aside gear and stuff that will be sold, donated, given away, etc. And I have it all. Boom. I have the list of everything on the get rid of section. And it's all thrown into one corner of the office. And I'm going to... It already feels cleaner in here. I'm more organized. But if this... Once this whole corner of my office is gone... Oh, man. Hey. It's going to feel Where'd the amazing. JJM poster go? It's up there. You can't see it. It's turned sideways. Oh, I see it. So I hit both of them, which is great. But the bad news is going into my... My next uh, goals are I'm uh, I'm not continuing the Meetus for Percy's workout program. Plan, what? Unfortunately. What? Why not? Because my knee flared up today really badly. So, Kid, this isn't hard. Go go get it checked out. It's not hard. I'm going to. I have to wait. There's a like some insurance things that have to be sorted out first. But in the meantime. One of my goals is I researched some rehab exercises for injured knees um, from these physical therapists. So I'm going to do those exercises five times a week. Um, it'll be interesting because I've never... I So the reason that I chose the Meet is for Pussies workout plan was I thought that would be a rehab of sorts. Because I'm not running, I'm not doing any super intense, like, banging stuff. There's some jump squats, but no, like, super intense, I don't know, things on my knee that would hurt them. So I thought that was going to help. It didn't. So I researched some rehab ideas, and these are exercises that I have never done before. Like, they're, they're all just very simple, like a lying single leg raise on the side, on your back, on your belly. Um, they're they're more like hip focused because like you had said before, usually the knee injury isn't because of the knee, it's from something else. And the research that I did said a lot of times it's the hip. <laughs> and then I'm gonna have to get a medicine ball for some stuff. There's these like squats you can do, but you have to do them a special way so you don't hit the knee at all. Kettlebell swings. Just all these rehab things that I've never actually done before. So it'll be interesting for me to try those and see how it goes. Do you know what neuroplasticity is? Nope. I've heard it before, but I don't know what it is. So it's the ability for your brain to change and grow. And your brain, you know, nervous system, right? It's in charge of how you feel things, pain, pain in particular to your knee. And I took notes on this. So 
I'm going to reread exactly what I said. Painful injuries that happen can lead to an increase in pain in the future. Even if the injury is fully gone, it can also lead to pain in other areas of the body. I'm not saying I think you should get your knee checked out because I am no doctor. And I believe I also believe that you have something wrong with you potentially. But oh, it's it's definitely it not in my brain. Trust me. Because this came up and it, and your body. No, the thing is your body literally. You know, I think I only said literally once today. I'm pretty proud of myself for that. Your body will remember that feeling and that pain. And so the slightest thing can trigger it in your head. Even if you're thinking hmm. like, oh, no, I definitely feel something like this is here. The slightest thing can then make you think that it's there. And then it's like simultaneously it gets way worse. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So like if you if you like broke a finger or something, you know, your nerves are going to be kind of freaked out there, right? And your brain's going to remember that feeling. So the next time it happens and your finger starts to hurt, there's a good chance you can make it hurt a lot more because you're it's you know muscle not muscle memory but it's neuroplasticity. So I just thought that was kind of interesting because it made me think of you and me when I read that the other day. Well, I hope that's the case because if it's not, I'm going to need surgery or something because it's been. A year now. You might. I mean, maybe you tore your MCL. Well, how could I still run if I had a torn ligament? I'm not a doctor, okay? Anyways, my second goal is to redesign my website to be specifically wedding and documentary focused. So, goals for you? Mine are to do yoga every day. Oof. That's a big oof for me. I tried that once. Oh, I didn't say how much yoga. It'll be like, some days will be 10 minutes, some days will be like 30, 40. Okay. Still, I mean, I think yoga just isn't for me. Well, the kind that I was doing, candlelight yoga is nice. Relaxing. So, relaxing yoga is nice. And the other thing is I want to work on my website for a total of 420 minutes, which is, and I'll make sure I do the math right here. 30 minutes a day, seven days times two. Yeah, 420 minutes. So it's roughly 30 minutes a day. All right. Uh, and then also, we need to get on top of actually doing our punishments because it will give us good content too. Did we get and any suggestions for ours? Mine. Yes, we did. Oh, no. What are they? And I think we can actually do this. So it is... Do, 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 do. It is 100 burpee pull-ups in an hour. But I said I don't know that I can do that in an hour. So we're going to have to. burpee pull-up? It's when you do a pull-up, drop, do a burpee, jump up and do a pull-up. I can't do that. Not That's what I knee. said, but you can't can do that use. What? No way. What That's mean? a full jump squat I'm doing. You mean to full jump? No, it's just you go. It's burpee. You don't even have to do the push up. I don't think this is CrossFit. Well, maybe you do his CrossFit. So you do the push up. You you go up. You jump up. You use the momentum. Pull yourself up. Down. That's one. Do it again. I don't think I should do that. You could do that. I really Aww. don't think I should. I'm avoiding any and all like squatting, lunging, jumping. 
running. All right, you know moments. what? Fine. You can do pull-ups then while I do the CrossFit burpees, and you can still use the momentum from the jump. Deal. I've, so I have to do 100 pull-ups in an hour? Well, we're going to try. I don't think that I can do that in an hour. With momentum, I think I might be able to. Okay, sure. It's not It's not a strict pull-up. You can jump into it. Okay. Well, I definitely can do that because I do yeah. pull-ups on the pull-up bar that's on my door frame. Yeah, so that's that's going to be our punishment. So we should do that. We could probably do that the same day we interview Eshi. Uh, We're not going to say the name because... It's going to be a secret for our viewers. We got a guest coming back, everyone, potentially. For sure. Have you reached and out? Yeah, I, I, t- I was messaging him a little bit ago, a bit, little bit uh, earlier in the week, and we're going to get something figured out. And if you're not going to be there, I'm making it happen. But you should be there because it'd be fun to drink some beer. And what are you going to make a road nice trip? Studio. No, he's here. Yeah, I know, but like a road trip up north. No, he's coming to Minneapolis. Oh, okay. He will be in Minneapolis for, I think he said, two weeks. All right. So, yeah. That's all I got. So that's a wrap. That was a fun episode. I think we held the fort down okay while Nick was gone. Not great, but we did our part. All right. Talk to you later. Eh? All right, everyone. I have all the energy because Josh is going to go to bed, I guess, but so am I. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you all in a couple weeks. Peace. Bye-bye.